We're recording. Fantastic. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the, the Black, Black Multiverse, Multiverse Theory Podcast. Podcast. This is episode 18. 18. Yeah. Okay, so this is a podcast challenging anti-blackness uh, through discussions of global, local, and popular culture from the perspective of Afro-Canadians who live different versions of themselves to navigate everyday life. And you can catch us on Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Podbeans, Radio Public, and of course, also Stitcher. Everybody who's seeing us tonight live on Instagram and also live on Facebook, this is the live recording of the podcast. The podcast will go up on Wednesday, uh, up on Thursday, and will be available for you. So you can find them on all your favorite podcasting stations. Now we can talk about last week. We want to talk about a, a couple of things. Derek, can you email us like normal, please? <laughs> Why are you putting this on a comment? It, it's fine. It's just that it, the camera's far away and it is also broadcasting Facebook. I just need to go on actual Facebook to see what he said. That's all. Oh, you can't see that? I forgot. I don't have any glasses on. You're I'm not blind. I just don't have my glasses on. I can see half of it. He says, when you have a moment, five, eight, five Artists, One Love has a call for submissions for aspiring black local artists. Fantastic and unique opportunity for a selected few. This week. Let's talk about our week. Yeah, how's it been? Rough. I mean... Are you okay? <laughs> it's, it's just a rough week. Um, this for For me... August is a little bit of a rough week because we know that back to school is coming. Yes. So we're always waiting for back to school. What normally happens for me in August is also Bethel United has convocation the last weekend of August, which is either the last weekend of August or the first weekend of September. Mm-hmm. And it h- always hinges with the holiday Monday at the end of the month. So it's normally a time where we don't have um, we don't have a lot of things um, like work related things that we we set aside. We we work less during that time so we can attend the convocation. Okay. Um, but when you work less, you make less money. So you're always having to fight back right. September. And then because the children are going to school, you got to get school supplies. Was that, Tanya? Of course I remember you, Tanya Moulton. I, of course. Of course I remember you. Of course. So um, this is where it gets a little bit rough this season because what I like to do normally is work a bunch um, in preparation. So you always want to work in preparation for the time that you're going to be away. Like if you're going to be on vacation, you work quite a few hours, so you have money up for vacation and you have. But this August has been a little bit rough because we're dealing with the death in the family as well. And then I chose to take on a, a pretty big project, which is Care West. Um, the plumbing and the gas fitting for Care West. I'm a plumber, gas fitter, by the way, Tanya. That's which you I'm, successfully did. Which I successfully did. It was, mm-hmm. it was a great time, great experience. Plus, 
I'm also the public relations coordinator for the NBCC, which is the National Black Coalition of Canada. Mm -hmm. And we ran an amazing children's zone with the help of, with also Robert, um, the PR representative from Jana, Mm -hmm. with also Nilo, my co-host here, and the CEO of Aphrodisiac Loft, which we are here right now. Yes, CEO. She's a big deal. Okay. And also um, the Sickle Cell Foundation of Alberta. They did come. And they did come. And they were actually well prepared. They had volunteers that came in every day. They had marketing. They had marketing, merch. They had the works. All kind of banners and handouts. And we were like, It was was great. It was great. They had banners and handouts, which which was We literally came and set up the tent for the Sickle Cell Association. We we did. They did did a great job in helping us hold out the fort for for a time. But once we got rolling, we ran one of the greatest children's zones ever known to the children's zone area of Care West. Correct. Right? Yeah, even LeVar was impressed. LeVar, former Carrie Wester, now TD. Yeah. And I'm very happy that he was happy with that. We had quite a few things, Giant Jenga, Giant Connect Four. We had... The basketball. We had the basketball. Yeah. Um, So we had like an arcade basketball where you duel, and it attracted a lot of... uh It attracted a lot of the of the things. Oh boy! So it, it attracted a lot of the older children, o- well. older kids like in their teens and late teens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. High school kids that just wanted to hang out. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of times these events don't really have a lot for those that middle age kids. Range. Yeah, the fourteen to eighteen, I guess. They have a lot of, like music, and they're like boom, 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 but and then they have a lot of stuff for children, children. Right. Um, but having something like a basketball net there for them, something they could go. They came in and literally were like shooting. Hey, man, my name is Steph Curry. I'm like, oh, Jeff Curry. I'm like, listen, Jeff, take a shot. So it was really, we really had a good time. Yeah. Um, but this week, we are talking more about this week. Mm-hmm. Um, this week was is about work and, and, and surviving. I had a great time. What about the Edmonton Reggae Festival? Uh, I'm sorry, the Edmonton Reggae Reggae Jamboree Jamboree Festival. So a lot of people got confused because they mistaken the Edmonton Reggae Festival for the Reggae Jamboree for Reggae Fest. Reggae Fest. um, A lot of people have told me many, many years that it started. Some people say 2014, 2015. But it did start many years ago under the title of Reggae Fest. Yeah. Um, but has now under new management, and the title is now Reggae Jamboree. This is their first year under that title. And so it was an amazing event. When we got there, I, ha- I found myself comparing all the events that we've done. You know, the Care West Festival, the Reggae um, Jam Down Salute, um, the Jam Down Reggae Salute, and the reggae jamboree all three were an amazing events right. um, I found that this particular event um, this weekend just was really well put together the lighting the stage was really well put together and it was really really good event. you did tell me about the lights first thing you're like they got lights <laughs> the lights were like lasers they had a smoke machine and then the lasers would go through and 
I was like, wow, they got yeah. some pretty big, big things. Yeah. Do big things. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can only close one weekend in August, so I missed it. Mm. Sean said I should have come at 10 o'clock anyway. Mm. Maybe. I should have been there, but... Um, We'll definitely be there next year. Next I won't year, miss we're, it again. Next year, we're planning on being at all every, the festivals. Every, literally every festival. The Fringe is going on now. The Fringe is going August 15th to August 25th. It's, it's a 10 day. Um, it's Nilo's definite favorite, one of her favorites. Yeah. And fam. Me, I don't remember the last time I went to the Fringe, so I can't tell you. Really? I don't either, but I enjoyed it the last time I was there. I. <laughs> That was in in the mic. <laughs> what was in the mic? Yeah. <laughs> Papa. Oh, my neck? Sorry, sorry, people. Um, yeah, but I think the last time I was there, I was probably like 16 or something. But the Fringe was definitely a place where my parents would just sort of drop me off. And then come back hours and hours later. So I mean, it's a it's a good place to hang. Yeah. Um, I drove past there a couple times this week. I definitely watch more of the street performers than the actual um, shows, though. Okay. I have to say that I don't buy tickets and go to anything. Mm. I just be out in the street giving out my money. You know, free this is bliss. Why resist? My friend used to tell me that all the time. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll take a look and see what shows are playing though, and see who we can go and support. Maybe there's somebody black in there. Yeah, we we know this is the Black Multiverse Theory podcast. We do support black <laughs> individuals. Thanks. Uh, yeah. yeah. We have to go and see it, and then review it, and tell everybody about it. It's ten days, so. Caitlin, thank you. We're to, we do different things with the set to see what works and what doesn't work. So thank you for that. Yeah, the set Not is just looking good. Not trying to stop me from complaining. Huh? <laughs> Thanks, Caitlin. Kay- Caitlin's there giving us compliments here. I know. She said the set looks on point. Yeah. I'm like, mm, it's okay. Caitlin was sitting beside one of my plaids the other day, and I was like, look at the plaids, even they're suffering. And she looked, and she's like, oh, my God, I just perceived this plaid to be this huge, flourishing thing. And the plaid was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're going by seams over here. Just a, just a gloss over everything. So... With the Reggae Fest, I had to... Back to the Reggae Fest, sorry, Reggae Jamboree. Mm-hmm. Um, I did do the plumbing as well there. Mm-hmm. A festival plumber. Festival plumber. My company did do festival plumbing. It was great because you get to see the whole aspect of the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. When you're running the show, like for the Reggae Jam Down Salute, I took off the plumbing hat and I put on my MC hat. Mm-hmm. Which was really fun. It was really great, which we commented about a couple episodes ago. So right now, we uh, being there for the jam for the jamboree. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to see like how things are from set up to to tear down on it, yeah. and it's really amazing to watch. It's really really amazing to watch um, as I put together. Stuff. I was one of the first kind of people there uh, running water and stuff like that to the different spots. And then people started to trickle in and you, you got to see people. Um, shout outs to Saffron, uh, Paradise Grill, 
Um, Sunset Reggae Kitchen was there. Man, I was their model. Sunset Reggae Kitchen uh, had me model. Out there modeling soup. Yeah, Badish Wata <laughs> soup. <laughs> so I was there. Just to be del- mm, this is delicious in public so people can see it. I, I literally started just eating. He was like, just eat the soup. And people will notice that the kitchen is open. And just by you eating the soup, they'll come. And then you sold soup. And literally, as I ate the soup, it was hot at first. And I'd blow you. And people were looking over like, oh, he has hot soup hot over there. Soup. It's fresh. <laughs> it's fresh. I'm like, he's like, oh, oh, he can't get enough of that soup. Let me go check it out. One lady passes. She's like, oh, they have soup? I said, yeah, it's over there. When I looked, there was like eight people in line. Soup, please, soup. I was like, oh. And then he wanted to bring me back to get the jerk chicken, but oh. but I I I, I see like a gig in the foreseeable future. If, if you don't want to, I will do it. If you have a festival and I you want sad. us to draw people over to you, I will send it out in front of your tent and deliciously enjoy everything. That we'll be you make. happy to do this. Yeah, enthusiastically is what I should say. And I'll listen, enthusiastically it's, enjoy it's not all like of it. it's not like the price for hiring us to do this is going to be oh, exorbitant. No. No. Yeah. Low cost. We'll talk about it. You know, it's all you know. You'll it's get all, the return. You'll definitely get the return. Back. Anyway, you pay for what you get. You get what you pay. For. I mean, Sunset Regular Kitchen had the soup. The soup was going for a good nominal fee, right? By giving me the one soup, the man got he made eight, eight soup. soups. It increased eight times. It was great. Yeah. Summer 2019 festival go-to food was soup because it was so cold. Yeah, it was freezing. It was freezing, and people, you know, by the time they warmed up, the sun came out. It was nice. Canadians though don't really mind. They'd be like, they come out. They like, I got my Mark sweater. True. And they'd just be out there, and Mark has a thin, thin sweater. Looking like a sheet that is rated to minus 45. <laughs> so people out here just living their best festival lives at the Festival City of Edmonton. But we definitely have to go next year for sure. Definitely. To all of them. Yeah. Except Folk Fest. Um, well, I kind of wanted to go check out Are you want to go Folk Fest? Why not? It overlaps with Carrie West. Yeah, it can take an hour. Okay, an hour. But you have to like pay to get in. Folk Fest is a whole thing. It's not like a casual thing. They have like they they, they have this thing where they race to try to get the best spot with their tarps and stuff. It's like really serious. I don't know if you can just like I kinda wanna see this. Like I just kinda wanna see this. The tarp race happens early in the morning, I believe. Like early, early. Still wanna see it. I I think it's like a lottery too. from where I know where Folk Fest is supposed to be located, there's a huge hill. It's on that hill. hill. Yeah. So I feel I just like anywhere on that there. hill would be good. Yeah. I could drive up to the top of that hill and take a, take a camera and look down at people running yeah. to get the best spot. I accidentally got caught in the, in the traffic. Like, you know, and you're like, ooh, I'll avoid this traffic. And you get stuck in another festival. And Animatron was on. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was definitely a nightmare for traffic the weekend. Animatron was on at the same time as Care West Festival and the same time as Folk Festival. You My- know, our, our uh, marketing guy goes there because he's writing a comic book. Oh. 
Kyle. Kyle? Mm-hmm. From Ink Fable. Kyle from Ink Fable is it's there. Holler at him. He's amazing. He, yeah, did, he's he did um, the graphics for Harriet's Humongous Hair. Harriet's Humongous Hair. Yeah. For NTP Mechanical at the Care West Festival. He did the graphics for that. Okay. Um, and it was pretty good. Plus, That's he's good. done. He's done a couple of things for us. He's done all my cards. He's been, I've been working with him for a couple of years now. So she knows. He's not even on the brink of getting fired, so he's good. <laughs> <laughs> that says a lot. That speaks volumes. <laughs> so, so, we have, uh, so we have that. I forgot to... Oh, my nephew. Sorry. That was what I was talking about. My nephews, they're twins, went to Animatron... Um, and then showed up at Carrie West wearing hoodie, winter jackets <laughs> and, and face masks. From their characters or whatever. From their characters, covered their face, and then had, like, fake swords coming out the back. And my son was like... Immediately. My son was like, hey, look, it's this person. I'm like, yo, you can't hang around with those people. They had swords and stuff. What you doing? You crazy? He's like, it's my cousin. I was like, oh, okay, fine. All right, then. Yeah, it was freaky because he just came out of nowhere. It looked like he had a weapon. <laughs> and he really just came from animatron. It be like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that it for you, for your catch-up? That's it. What you got? For me, I catch-up? Yeah, you got anything? Lots of work. No. She, cut, she caught My up on work. My client today was like, so, Nilo, are you going to be going anywhere interesting soon? I was like, yeah, I'm probably not leaving it for the next two years. You didn't tell her? <laughs> you just came from St. Vincent, hot in the sun, so glistening much. and golden yeah, all, yeah. Over your, all over your uh, sure. Instagram? Mm-hmm. All the pictures were up there. All the proof was up there. But, um, no, just paying off my bills for the next two years. Hopefully I can get all my debt paid off. <laughs> my accountant says a year and a half is reasonable, so. I hear that. I will be going. She's like, not even Banff? I was like, maybe Banff. <laughs> it's possible I might go to Banff one weekend. That's my nice. birthday treat to myself, usually. Nice. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We shall see. This is see. birthday season that we're going into. Wow. For me. Sanaya's birthday is the day after tomorrow. Ooh. <laughs> Sanaya, your daughter. Wait, so she's coming back she's tomorrow? She's back tomorrow. Around three. I don't have to know. Around three. The BF is picking her up, apparently. Her best friend. Okay, cool. Yes. Her mm-hmm. best friend is picking her up from the airport. So, no faces. Um, yeah, so then her birthday's the next day. What are we doing? I have no idea because I don't have a petite child. So all she really wants me to do is, like, pay for what she wants. <laughs> so I have no money. She's you like, can... um, I I'm mean, not... we could go out for dinner, but could you just give me the money so I can go with my friends? <laughs> <laughs> I have to throw a couple hundred dollars at her and let her live her life. But she did say something about all she wanted to do was eat crab. And the last time I checked, Crab Fest is still on at Red Lobster. Hey. I have to double check that. Ooh. The Red Lobster out here be like kind of pricey. And in the States, Red Lobster is like a casual dining establishment. Over here, it's like, ooh, it's like fancy, fancy. <laughs> it's not that fancy. It's low end fancy. Yes. Yeah. 
It's not in in the states. It's like high end regular. <laughs> it's no Vons. But the last time I took of three children there, my bill was like two hundred bucks for the four of us. For Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, okay. Close to it. Yeah. After tip and all that. Yeah. Probably about that. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. So I have to check and see if Crab Fest is on. If it is on, we're going to eat some crab. That's all. And I have to pay for the other one too. This boy. Mm. So that's it for me. Just, you know, learning how to be a mother to a teenager. I feel like... Um, time's up, because it kind of is. Time's up for what? Me learning how to be a mother to a teenager. That girl's, like, closer to an adult than a teenager at this point. You never stop learning how to be a mother. To a teenager? To a teenager. Until okay. they're not a teenager anymore. All right. They I come just, up with weird stuff. And I just have two more years to go. My, my parents didn't know what to do with me from 13, 14, years. and 15. 13, 14, and 15, my parents it's were like... It's wild years. They're like, okay. And I was transforming from this really hyper kid to this like less hyper kid. Were you emo? I was definitely not emo. Oh. But I was just... I was. I was writing, like, dark poetry and, and faxing it to my mom at work. <laughs> but I was like, what's going on? Like, do you need to talk to somebody? <laughs> Why were you doing this? First of all, the only poetry I could write at the time was dark poetry. Why? I, because I was an angsty teenager. Angsty. 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 Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and go. I had to share it with somebody. So I used to fax it, because this was the fax days. I used to fax it to my mom. <laughs> and at the time, my mom worked at the airport at Duty Free International. So in the airport, Duty Free International, <laughs> all, my, all my angsty poetry is coming through the fax machine. Like, today I hate life. <laughs> She'd be calling me like, are you okay? Are you fine? What? Do I need to talk to your dad? And you're like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, mom. Thanks for calling. <laughs> what is wrong with this one? I wonder how many times I've said that. So, just so you know, everyone, uh, I know I'm not the spokesperson for uh, Red Lobster, but the Crab Fest is back on. It is on? When does it end? They said, now Crab Fest is back. Okay. That means we'll be able to get this this child some crab. I'll tell you one thing. It's not going away before two days from now. Yeah? No. It's permanent then? It's not permanent. It's just... Probably to the end of the week. You you probably have till the end of the month. A month of crab fast? I don't know. Okay. Don't quote me on this. So probably we're going to Red Lobster and eat some crab. I mean, it's 17. It's not 18. Right? 17 is huge. It's my favorite number specifically. I'm not sure if I should go to Did you do a lot for Sweet 16? 17 is huge. That's why I'm saying 17 is massive. Isn't 18 the one? Mm, not for girls For dudes Why is 17 huge? It's not It's Because if you did do something on 16 And that's a big one I don't know what 16 I is like thing. princess Like have a ball Get a princess She had a big Put her in a dress oh, My girl went to Australia for her 16th birthday bro So I'm good. You're good. 
You're more than good. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't have a party. Oh. She went to Australia, then when she got back to Australia, she went on a cruise to Belize and Mexico and all these other places from her dad. So I think she's living her best life. She's fine. She ain't going back and forth with us. <laughs> she's good. She's like, party? Um, I was like road tripping through Australia for a month for my 16th birthday. Yes. She's a regular Dora. Now, yeah. Essentially. Boots in her backpack. <laughs> Did you see that? I mean, of course you did, because I showed it to you. There's a picture of a kangaroo just laying on his back in the sunshine, <laughs> yeah, having summer. a having a hot girl summer, <laughs> 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 eating the shit out of some sweet potato. I, I don't think <laughs> that. The That's not what they meant. I don't think the kangaroo was having a hot girl summer. I think the kangaroo was just out relaxing. See, the kangaroo was having a hot girl summer in that sunbeam. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just looking at the camera man. Usually they, they could get really defensive he and aggressive. He didn't even flinch. He was just on his back. Just they eating. put the camera all up in the face. <laughs> yeah. like long, beautiful eyelashes. <laughs> the glee in every bite. Yeah. I'm just like, wow. I've been eating while laying down in a long ass side. <laughs> I need to bring those joys back to my life. The joy of eating. While actively already being in a laying position. That's hilarious. Yes. Okay. All right, let's roll on. Chom, chom, roll um, on. Yeah. Let's roll it. Let's keep it moving. To the scroll. On to the scroll. Can so, you get your choir to do like on the scroll? <laughs> like something like I'd say that's a big negative. I could get some people to do it. <laughs> Can you get your Can you choir? get your choir to do this for free? Please? No. On the scroll. So we could just put it out there, then we can move on to the scroll. Just that part. On the scroll. I could probably get I could probably get four to five people. On the scroll. I'm getting to just stop. <laughs> just. I try to tell it to you how I hear it, how I envision it. Can we? Can we like move on to the scroll? No, can we? Like, <laughs> we can talk about your idea. I think your idea is a valid idea. Okay. All right. I don't want to push past it. Who are the five people? I just feel like we should talk about it. Off air. Before we come back on. <laughs> I just feel like we need to come with a finished product to the masses. Yes. But the five people, it could be basically, I like to work with even numbers. I don't like to work with odds. So four people. More like six. Uh, Six Two altos, two sopranos, two tenors. Okay. And, um, you know, we go through what you want to hear. and Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do a couple things on the scroll, on the screen. On the screen, screen. What is this thing you're doing right here? <laughs> <laughs> this portion I try to figure out. Normally it would be a run, but since I can't really sing, it's more like a saunter. First of all, you can sing. <laughs> it's a jog. And that's not a run. <laughs> that is a brief walk. And that's, it's a jog. It is a walk. It's like, you it's know you're walking walk. and then you trip a little bit <laughs> and then you're kind of like... Run forward just a little bit to make sure that nobody actually knew that you <laughs> fell over nothing. That's what I'm doing. That's fantastic. It was good. It was good. 
impressed. Okay. I'm impressed. You're the first person to say that I can say. You're not the first, but you're amongst the first. My clients don't complain that much. Do you sing for your clients? I sing when I'm doing their hair. It's not for them. I sing for myself mm. while I'm doing their hair. Yeah. I was noticing there was another festival that happened this... Weekend? Yeah. That just passed? Yeah, what's going on with that? It wasn't the reggae festival. It was like some kind of a marathon, that thing? No, it was a barbecue. It's like a concert barbecue thing. This weekend? Last weekend. Like I know. During the regular fest. Burn a, burn a Boy was in town Friday. Burn a Boy. You know, that's mm. an African artist. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, Musti Boy was uh, in there as well. He's okay. also an African artist, reggae artist. He yes. was on stage. I've heard of Musti Boy. Musti Boy. Yes, I I have not actually seen him live, but I've heard of him before. I'm very happy with his name. I think it's amazing. It's great. Musty Boy, sir, is doing good work. Okay. Bastide's Barbecue. Who? Bastide or Bastid. Bastide's Barbecue. Bastide? What is it? They had a barbecue and... The blacks were all there. There were black people there, rocking out. Concert? Yeah, they had a concert, DJ, Red Bull sponsored part of it. Okay, wow. Look, looks like it was over, you know, downtown-ish. Yo, do Red Bull just be sponsored and stuff? Yep. Wow, how come we haven't gotten a sponsorship yet? Oh, you yeah. don't drink enough sugar-free Red Bull. <laughs> Okay, I need you to need up. to have one on the table right now. I know, I know, I know. What I noticed is that my energy's been extra dragging since I've been partaking in the energy drinks. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I've been off for a couple of days now, and I've actually... But Red Bull, we are not saying this because we don't want you to sponsor. And we are saying this because saying we do need more. We're not saying that either because it was because of Red Bull. Yeah. Sorry about that mic flick. But yeah, I'm telling you. Bastide Festival. Bastide Festival. I did talk to a lot of people about our ideas for Aphrodisiac. Just, mm-hmm. And, and people are talking about sponsorship for events that we want to put on in the foreseen future. You're talking about that specific event that we talked about? The specifically, the specific event that we're not, we're being very... I have a lot of secret amazing things okay. going on. Very secretive about. I almost can't talk about anything good in my life at this time. It involves secrets. I have several secret things that are awesome. When they come out, it will be better than so fly. Trapped in the closet. I feel like I'm doing big things. You have to actually sign a piece of paper before you talk to people about your own idea. We should. Should we invite? If we have to sign a piece of paper, like a confidentiality agreement. That's what I had to do. Maybe we can't invite, you know, different people. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the other meeting that I had last week for the other thing that I'm not allowed to talk about. The meeting that you had? The meeting. No, I'm not talking about that. I had a meeting, actually not even last week, I had a meeting on Monday. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the event that we I know you're talking about the event, but what I'm saying is I have all of these secret things 
that I feel like it's a big deal now. All of these secret things that I can't really talk about. I can't talk about the event. I can't talk about what happened to the meeting. And this is all the big things that are happening. We're doing big things, people. That's all we're trying to say. <laughs> all I'm trying to say is that I'm doing big things. She, she's doing big things. There was a meme that was like, I, all I want people to say about me is, I don't know what she does, but she sure does her thing. <laughs> <laughs> she be doing her thing, thing. Yeah. So when you see somebody sent me a job, a job posting, it was like, "Yo, I know you have forty-seven careers, but you'd be great at this position." <laughs> I'm like, "Ooh, it's part time. I might be able to handle this." <laughs> if anybody knows anything about me, like time, sure. That's I have the time stone. That is hilarious. I've gotten through, this is for on the screen probably, but I think I've gotten through like five-sixths of Avengers Endgame. Ooh. It's very confusing, this movie. <laughs> is it straightforward? What? Why is it confusing? There's a lot, there's like time, like... Time. I don't, I don't know where half of those gloves came from by the end. They're like fighting over one glove, and then there's another glove, and then Tony Stark has a glove. I miss. God, well, that's that's, that's what happens when you I've watch, been watching you, it over a week. You watch it, you watch it in parts, and fall asleep fall during asleep. the important parts. You're like, that's exactly what happened. No, it's the same glove. It's the same stones. The stones. Right. right, but there's two gloves. There's a glove from the past. No, there's no glove in the past. So basically, the, the original glove was created to house the stones. Hold on. When they're fighting Thanos at the end, are they fighting past Thanos? They're fighting history Thanos? Yes. So in the first one, in how okay? Sorry, how did History Thanos get the glove? Okay, let's, they got it because oh, they came back hold to on, that time. Hold on, <laughs> a moment. Do you want to wait until on the on the screen to talk about this? Okay, I'm not even done yet, so maybe I should finish. Did we finish on the scroll? No, we haven't even started on the scroll yet. Okay, let's get let's go to on the scroll. <laughs> Let's have some semblance of order. Okay, on the scroll. Join the order. So, did you hear that Jay-Z is going to be a part owner of um, an NFL team, Mayhaps? Yes, he is currently signing up for that. But a lot of people are trying to find out what he's trying to do with Colin Kaepernick. If he's going to try and bring him back. And and he's like... That's not what happened. Someone wrote an article that was like... Colin Kaepernick got lambasted out of the NFL, and it was Jay-Z's fault. I did not read that article, but I saw that article shared several times. Why did they feel it was Jay-Z's fault? I can't even tell you. I didn't read it. This is the scroll. I scrolled past it several times. That's a weird thing. He's a big fan of Colin Kaepernick to begin with. Okay, sure. So then they said that because he's a black capitalist or whatever, he doesn't have the best interest of the movement in mind. This is neither here nor there, but we know capitalism is not going to save us. So then the next day after this article was being shared all the time, Jay-Z 
I guess the next article TMZ came out and was like, oh, Jay-Z is about to be part owner of a team because they're like, oh, well, maybe it's chess, not checkers, and Jay-Z's trying to own the team so he can bring, he can sign Colin Kaepernick on his team or whatever. But apparently some of the business moves he made or whatever undermined what Cap was trying to do. I didn't read the articles. If anybody wants to tune in, you're welcome I don't know. Um, He kind of explains it in the interview that he had. He's there sitting beside an obvious, obviously well, well-backed NFL owner beside him, white guy that was beside him. Who? Oh, who knows? Jay-Z. Okay. And they're asking him about Colin Kaepernick and bringing him in. And he's trying to say, um, if Colin Kaepernick wants to do what he wants to do, he's, he's more than happy with working with him, and he's already talked to him about different things. Right. But the, the, the key is that we not forget that what Colin Kaepernick was doing was to bring awareness to social injustice to black people. Okay. He was not standing during the national anthem because he felt that the, na- the American national anthem was not being represented in America. And he wanted people to understand that by kneeling, he wasn't going to sit down. First he was sitting. He was sitting at first, but right, after... And then he talked to that guy. He talked to the people who fought for us, fought for everyone uh, in the army yeah. and, and in the armed forces. And they felt like it would be better if he kneeled. So then he And he talked kneeling. about it. He's like, listen, listen, let's not argue about this. What we're talking He said, if you kneel down... It's more respectful to kneel down during. And he started the Colin Kaepernick kneel. And other players started to get involved. And it was all about kneeling and getting down with um, bringing awareness. But Jay-Z's point is, okay, we all know that Colin Kaepernick kneeled. We all also know, more most of us at least, know why he was kneeling. So what he chose to accomplish has been done. So now we have to fix the problem. He feels by being an owner himself, he can come into the NFL. And when I say he, I mean Jay-Z. He can come into the NFL and help fix the problem. It's time for action items. At the time, the action item was to bring awareness. Now the action item is to actually do something. Hmm. Telling you that my hand is up, my hand is up, my hand is up. And why is one thing, but you have to know why my hand's up and then do something about it when you find out my hand's up. If I have to go to the bathroom, you got to let me go to the bathroom. It is what it is. So Jay-Z, he handled himself really well on that, but they kept asking him. It's like they wanted him to trip up, so they kept asking him the same question over and over. And he's like, no, this is what I'm trying to say. He explains it three times in one little clip that he sent me. <clears throat> or that I saw. Yeah. And that's it. So you think black capitalism is going to save us all? Um, it's a start. Okay. I think that black capitalism helps black people. If we can recycle our dollar mm-hmm. and keep it within the community 20 mm-hmm. times over, just like Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's capitalism, though. It might be a different word. Um, okay. Uh, all right. So the next thing is, did you hear about that doctor who got caught, um, 
saying racist stuff to his friends. No, what happened? Via email. About black people? Uh, yeah, about black people. I think women specifically. Yeah. Um, so they pretty much, there was a deposition and um, this, this white doctor was talking smack about black patients, black clients, and how he didn't like them and whatever else he had to say. And then um, he got caught, and the, somebody took him to court for it. So in the deposition, he literally had to, um, he had to, um, he has, the lawyer is like reading out the text messages or whatever, and he's like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I said that. And then he essentially admits that all of his, all of his doctor friends also feel the same way. And he says it, it's not racist talk, it's locker room talk. That makes it better. Do you remember the last time we heard locker room talk or when we hear it, who's saying it? Does that, does that ring a bell to you? You're not triggered? Locker room talk? Yeah. No. Locker room talk was the last time Trump was like, oh, these, the, these girls will let you do anything. You could just walk up to them and grab them by the pussy. Oh, is that where that's from? And then they were like, oh, it was just locker room talk. Just boys talking in the locker room. That's the last time I heard locker room talk. And now this guy's like, oh, it's just locker room talk. Like, this is how doctors talk in the locker room? But yes, it is. I'm already aware of that. The funny thing is, it is, it is a, a common thing to see guys talk a certain way in the locker room. But it doesn't make it right. That's true, too. That's fair enough. So locker room talk doesn't make it right talk. But also, I mean, I guess medical apartheid and all of that other stuff. There's a lot of people who don't trust doctors. There's a lot of reasons why people don't trust doctors. So this goes one step further to... <laughs> like, what are you doing? This goes one step further to, like, instill distrust, I guess. It's really hard to yeah. find... Like a proper medical professional. Um, I, I, I find that it's, it's a weird circumstance. So on one end, you have a white doctor who is well-learned that can't hold his thoughts, I guess. Or is, <laughs> well, he's just talking to his friends. He's talking to his friends. Yeah. And he's not really trustworthy because the way, things he's saying is inappropriate on so many levels. I mean, maybe, but his friends are all talking back. And then so it's we, just a bunch of people who are okay with this. And then on the other hand, you have a black 16-year-old pretending to be a doctor. <laughs> yo, leave my, leave my friend alone. <laughs> you know what? I don't know who you want to trust on that one. The, the 16 year old be. But that guy looked. Gynecologist here. That kid 16. looked. Got a whole foundation. Stop it. Smart. That kid looked 16. And I say. Sorry, go ahead. Don't. And I say all of this. <laughs> don't. All right, Fidget. So uh, I say all of this to let you know this. People are people, regardless. You put your trust in a lot of people, but people are going to do whatever they want to do in the end. Yeah, but it's I'd rather... It's not to say that all doctors, black doctors fine. are terrible. Right. Sure. 
But I think that it's black the, doctors are going to have more of awareness of the things that um, black folks are dealing with, that the black folks are dealing with in the system. Sure, not all of them. I had a wicked kidney infection, and I had a black doctor who didn't touch me, didn't do a urinalysis, gave me some muscle relaxant painkillers and let me go, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it got even worse, because it was months and months I went to these... Um, this guy said Dr. Love. Yes, that kid did break the law. We're not talking about Dr. Love right now. <laughs> we are talking about Dr. Love. That's who I'm talking about, Dr. Love. You are talking about Dr. Love. <laughs> this is shoot. Um, I was just saying something. Totally lost my train of thought. But then somebody case, said that kid broke the law, though. The kid broke the law. Doctor Love kid broke the law. Yes, he did. He did. So he's not trustworthy because he broke the law. Okay. I agree with that. Yes. I agree with that. But I also agree that this other doctor also saying. is not trustworthy because he what he's saying in the locker room. That's like, true. Yeah. It's both of them are not really trustworthy. Not trustworthy. But then also, um, <clears throat> I feel like it would be easier. For me to find a doctor who's like aware of whatever the things is that um, people are going through, black people, black women are going through, to find someone who believes them. It's gonna take a searching, but I mean. I mean, I get it. I get it. And I've said this many, many, many times. And this is one of the things I said. I said, listen, when you go to a doctor and the doctor tells you whatever he talks, says, you never, nobody asked the doctor what his final grade on his last uh, exam was. But also, you know that the grades, in order to pass to be a doctor, you have to have a 75. And in some cases, depending on the test, an 80. But would you rather go to the person who got 95 than the person that got 75? Most of us would say yes. But when you get into the doctor, if that guy just squeezed in because his girlfriend helped him with the last... Uh, or boyfriend helped help them with the last question, then that person just squeezed by. Yeah. Um, C's equal degrees. That's all I have to say about that. C's equal degrees. Um, the moving along, the deputy who or the white officer who what did it say? I'm trying to reconnect. It's reconnected. Oh. Okay. The officer who led that guy through Galveston, Texas, by rope is not going to be, he's not going to have any tr- criminal charges. So what happened with that guy? Well, what happened was the guy was brought in on some kind of a trespassing charge, and the officer led him in on a rope. Oh, the rope guy. Yeah, in Galveston, Texas. So he's not charged with anything? He's not going to be charged with anything, but I think he was fired. Wow. That That police chief was like, oh, no. Like, he just went in there and was like, fire you. That's Judy. Release this statement. Like, he was like. He was on it. Yeah, he was definitely on it. Okay. Yeah. We are. Why would you do that, though? Weird. What? Lead somebody in by the neck? Because you're a white racist piece of garbage. These people, like, they grow up looking at these things. We're having problems connecting on on this one. Yeah, random acts over here on um, IG. One of the things that they do say is that word of mouth speaks volumes. So 
for doctors, like finding a doctor through sure. your people, yes, definitely works. But sometimes those doctors are um, full. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so a couple people um, are challenging Walmart and Walmart having their Black Beauty products locked up besi- behind plastic. We've seen this before. Is that, it's not mm-hmm. like that here in Canada, is it? Um, not for men's stuff, but for beauty products. Some for ladies, Black Beauty products? No, not Just for Just the much. razors. Yeah, things that will danger you and hurt you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so pretty much in Walmart in the States, they lock up all the black beauty products and they believe, um, people believe that it's discriminatory for them to have their black beauty products locked up behind the cage. Um, Walmart is saying that they service a lot of people and, um, yeah, it's, it has nothing to do with race, as always. Yeah. But apparently it's across the country. It's not just like in one part, it's just Walmart across the country. I know CVS is like that too, Walgreens is like that too. They stay having the, um, the black people stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything for the scroll? Or are you ready to move on to the screen? Um, no. I'm good. Okay. On the screen. You got anything for the screen? Um, I've been watching quite a few things, and yes, I do have something for the screen. I want to kind of reconnect with my phone to see if that'll work. Um, so give me one second just to find out where that is again. Since I haven't done this with my phone in a long time. We are one species, and race is a socially uh, socially constructed um, theme, but the theme was socially constructed. So we are operating inside of a social construct, so it's, it's important to acknowledge people's lived experiences and the things that they're going through in dealing with this, yeah, totally made up construct. But as humans, we make up a lot of stuff, and we act like it's true. It's not the fact that it's actually true that affects us. It's all of us acting like it's true that affects us. So I say all that to say, true, we are all one human race, and true that race itself is, is a construct, and there's a difference between phenotype and genotype and all that stuff. So agreed, yeah, but agreed. I'm not going to pretend like it is a learned concept, but it is a concept that is learned and has been learned. So yeah. it's important to... Um, Acknowledge people's thoughts and feelings around it. I agree with that. I agree. Okay, so on to the screen. On to the screen. What you watching? I have been watching Cannon Busters. What's that? Netflix just released a anime. Oh. 
um, that is all black people. Oh, yes. You did say this. It's called Cannon Busters? It's called Cannon Busters. Okay. So... What is interesting to you about it? It's just that it's all black people and, and you have... Every, everybody on there, um, even the robot, has uh, melanin. Oh, it's a black robot, too. Yeah. The robot's black with blonde hair and she... And she um, she protects her prince, and they're trying to find the prince, and the, and the prince is black, and the king is black, and okay. somebody comes in who's purple and is like, I'm your son. He's like, nah, we're all about the black. <laughs> so literally purple? Literally purple. Oh. So it's a really interesting um, context. Um, How's the storyline stuff? Storyline is good. It follows a lot of anime, but it also really reminds me of Boondocks. My friend over there, Random Max, says that they hardly show full um, black cast in anime, which you did no. say to me. They rarely ever. And, yeah. the, and the black guy is usually dumb, or he, he doesn't have a great weapon, or... Or it's a she who's just uh, just has mad attitude for no reason throughout the whole thing. Really? Yeah. They be doing the black angry black woman. Angry trope? black woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Um, I guess you just ignore that when you're watching it, then. Yeah, because most of it's like me and Starfleet <laughs> and that Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're like, all right. <laughs> We're like, uh, uh, uh. Not a lot, of, not a lot of black representation, but it's really entertaining. I'm gonna it's watch it. It's not entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. So it was actually pretty good to watch, and I do recommend to watch it. Um, just in supporting black people. Mm. Okay, well, wow. there is, oh, in Bleach, they have a strong black female. He did say that. Um, there is a, a movie that's coming out that I've been waiting to come out for a long time called Raising Dion. That's about a single mom raising a child that has um, superhero powers. Black mom, black kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I feel like... I feel like maybe they made it into a trailer and they released it and then there was a lot of excitement over it and a bunch of people got behind it. And now it's coming out, which is super cool to see a concept um, move to that that stage. Of course, I love superhero stuff. That's a Spike Lee joint? No, it's not Spike Lee. No, it's not Spike Lee? I thought no. it was. My no. bad. Um, yeah, so that's coming out. I'm looking forward to that. No, the Spike Lee thing you're talking about is on Netflix already. There you go. What's it called? With the guy in the backpack? Sorry, my phone Time went travel? over to live. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah. That's I all you it. got? So, yeah, I have that. And then we I'm ha- finally getting through Avengers, which we were talking about earlier. So, we're talking about Avengers. Avengers mm-hmm. is very... Um, Interesting. Long. It, I thought it was what you were gonna say. It's 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 a two three hour movies. 
I wish when they made the first movies, they put those Easter eggs in there so that when they made this movie, it was like, oh, like that stuff made sense. Because they. What, what, what parts are you talking about? They had to time travel and go back to the other movies. Okay. <laughs> Didn't they go back to the other movies in Avengers? Yeah. Right. So I wish when they made the first movies. They had the foresight to know they were making this one, mm-hmm. and there would be unexplainable stuff in the other movies that all comes together in this one. Uh, Was there? Did yeah. I have to go back? Throughout the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the premise no, behind the entire movie. When Cap goes back and he meets Cap. Right. And Cap's knocked out. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. You go back, he's knocked out. You don't know how he got knocked out. You just assume Loki knocked him out. Oh. When Loki escapes and Loki has the Tesseract, nobody asks oh, how he nobody got knows the Tesseract. how he got there. Now you find out how he got the Tesseract. Oh. <laughs> maybe I need to watch the other ones again. Yeah. Just a little. And then this one here, um, they've had many ta- uh, Thanos, the very first Avengers, when they were fighting the monsters in the city. At the end of it, when you watch the credits, they show Thanos. They show his face. Mm-hmm. And they show him getting mad because Loki, you know, he hired Loki. Right. To go and make mischief. So when you look at it, Thanos gets the glove. He asks Thor's, the people who make Thor's hammer, the, the dwarves, he asks them. For that axe thing. To create the gauntlet. Yeah. They create the gauntlet, and then he goes around and finds all the stones to put oh, in the gauntlet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right? But then, but then Tyrion mm-hmm. asks them to make that or they asked Tyrion to make the hammer, sledgehammer, axe. Stormbreaker, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So How come Captain America can lift all that stuff? He's worthy too? Yeah. That's there's what, some other girl that throws the hat. She's worthy too? Who? I don't know. There's some girl. Her, their sister. Yeah. It's Thor's sister. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's who it was. So she's, it's, it's the person of pure heart. And she, and she she lifted. She's the most powerful person in the world, almost at the time. That's why she's being able to lift it. She's the strong out of all all out of Thor, Loki. She's the strongest. She's just wicked though. She breaks it. <laughs> this guy said it's not Game of Thrones. I will always call Tyrion Tyrion. I don't care where he shows up. <laughs> It's it's the truth. <laughs> this is not Game of Thrones. But the funny thing about it is that uh, yeah, Darren Jordan confirms that he's worthy. He's worthy. That's why he's able to pick it up and utilize it. She just holds it and breaks it, which was which was funny. She was able to do that, and that's actually from the comic book. So what you're missing is they created somehow in your sleep and between different things. <laughs> <laughs> they, they created. No, I don't need you to critique how I watch go, movies. Go ahead. I'm going back. So, so they created um, Tony Stark with the Hulk. Created this other glove. Created the other glove, and the glove is made out of Tony Stark tech, so it can grow to whoever wears it. Yeah, and it goes in there. That's why there's another glove. They take all the stones out. Okay, so he just goes like this and steals the stones in the end, and Thanos is like, Bleh, Bleh. exactly. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. It's that easy to come out? Mm-hmm. I thought the stones had their own thing where only certain people could touch the stones and all kind of crazy stuff. Do you see what happened to Tony Stark at the end of the movie? Oh, he died. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's because he stole the stone. Shabang, shabang. <laughs> I'm like, why is he all burnt up like that? <laughs> when he snapped the finger, when Thanos snapped the finger the first time, he, his whole arm was jacked up. He left like jacked. And then he snapped a second time. Right. When he snapped the second time, it blew up half of the earth that he was on. The, the, the planet, planet he was on was broken. Did you see when they came to get him? Yeah. And then Thor felt so bad about making it. He didn't even waste time. He just came in and whoosh, chopped the guy's head off. Immediately. Yeah. So that, that was, was in the beginning. That was current. That was current Thanos. Thanos. Right. So then they decided to use, go in the past and get. You know what my favorite part of the movie was? What's that? It's legit. My favorite part of the movie is when David Banner slash Greyhawk slash Hulk um, explains to everybody why changing the past doesn't change the future. I'm like, a fucking course. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you understood that? I'm like, of course I understood that first. My favorite part of the movie is all the references to like Back to the Future. You're like, wait a minute, I watched Back to the Future. This is how it should work. Marty McFly. Yeah. When they're like, when he was like, who told you that? And they started listing movies. That was funny. Yeah. And they started listing like every movie ever created. Another good part was when, I think it was, (laughs) Thor goes up there and he's like explaining something and he's all like drunk and whacked out. And Ant-Man's like, (laughs) just trying to be with him. Yeah. That was yes. really funny. Actually. It was really cool. <laughs> so I'm very. I think everybody's waited with bated breath to find out what's what Marvel universe gonna is going to do, do next. next. Yeah, it's, they said it. They have some stuff, so we'll see how it all ties together. Blade and Blade and yeah. So, um, so what's up with X Men? Are they just waiting until it's far enough away to make uh, the first one all over again, like normal? I don't know. <laughs> Everybody's disappointed in the X Men series. I, I think the last one they had with Jean Grey. It upset everybody. I didn't hear anything about it. Like it, it kind of came and X-Men, then it was like. I don't know what the last X Men was. The last X Men I actually remember the watching. Dark Phoenix was with Nightcrawler. Wow. Yeah, that was the last one I like watched. Which watch. one with Nightcrawler? The, the first one. or the second one? The young one with um, tribute. What's her name? Lawrence, that one. Mm. Um, what's her name? You know what I'm talking about. The the white girl everybody loves. Jennifer Lawrence. That one, yeah. That was the one I saw. Remember Nightcrawler's in that one too. She's she's uh, Mystique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the last one I saw. She's she's in. I think they're both in two of the movies, but I'm not sure. Two. Mm-hmm. But it was a good movie. I maybe didn't see the second one. That was like the first movie. Sanaya I was like That was like the best movie I've ever Oh no it was the last Transformers She was like wow that was like the best movie I've ever seen And my friend was like has she seen literally any other movie <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yo she's a kid Let this girl live The best movie she's, she's like, ever has seen. seen Has she seen any other movies Any one single any other movie at all Please Here's the funny thing I think Music Film, um, TV shows, 
it, for for this generation, my children, Sanai's age group, it's popcorn. It's it's literally it pops. It's good. It melts in your mouth. It's gone. Like it literally is that quick. I thought you were gonna say cotton candy. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, that's even better. Cotton candy's perfect, but it's it's so it's so quick. It's so quick. It's, it's like so not quick. lasting. No, it, it it's not meant for longevity. It's not meant for sustainability. That's and true. and we keep creating these wonderful works of art. One of the things I love to talk about is Spider-Man 1 with Tony McGuire and then this current that Spider-Man. That would be Toby. Toby. Toby That's McGuire. how far, far out of our memories this is. <laughs> to- Tony to- McGuire. To- Toby <laughs> McGuire, sorry. I've, in my head, it was Toby. So, But they've been trying to get Spider-Man right for a long time. But here's the thing. Here's the problem. We went decades without a Spider-Man. Like, not one. Mm-hmm. We, A, didn't have any of the technology to make it... Him fly look, through the building. <laughs> make it look real. Yeah. Other we, than cartoons. We didn't have anything except for cartoons. Right. Toby comes in and, and he takes Spider-Man to a whole new level and breaks box office records, getting it there, mm-hmm. becoming the best Spider-Man to ever live. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to this guy. Everybody now talks about Toby. They like Tom Holland or to- whatever. Tom, yeah, Tom Holland. Everybody feels that Tom Holland is really good. And the, all the other Spider-Mans that came before him are trash. And all the movies are trash. They were terrible. And I'm like, how can you Miles say... Miles Morales is the best Spider-Man. He is definitely the best Spider-Man. I can't wait for him to have a live action. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. But I just feel like... Enter the Spider-Verse was really good. It's probably my favorite Spider-Man movie it's a really of all good, of them. It's a really good movie. But that also... Defies time and space. Yeah. This is, that's a universe, multiverse movie. It's a multiverse movie. movie. It's such a multiverse movie because his Spider-Man is actually younger than the Spider-Man that comes through the, the, the multiverse. To yeah. Him. And this, I mean, oh, also the cartoon Spider-Man that comes through the multiverse is closer to me, to the Spider-Man I remember from the comics than is the live-action movie Spider-Man, including Tom Holland. I feel like mm. that's just my yeah, personal yeah, yeah. opinion. T- I want you to know when I used to why. When I used to read the comics, I felt like Spider-Man was more like... Like, he had, like, little quips and sarcastic, and it was, like, funnier in a different way than they don't really capture in the character of itself now, to me. And the, ca- and the Spider-Man that came back through the multiverse to Miles Morales was closer to me, to the kind of Spider-Man that I'm used to reading. I think it was closer to the comics than mm. the live-action movies have been. That's what I would say. Good night, uh, Good night, Raleigh's. Um, we had a great time last week. Um, if, if those of you who saw last week's episode of the Black Multiverse Theory podcast, we had a live band in here. It was epic. Please, if you missed it, 
go back on to all the different apps and go look at it, share yeah, it with it your friends. Um, it was dope. Yeah, we had live music in the house. It was really excellent. We had live people. It was, it was good. lit. Yeah, it was all the words. All of the words. It was mm-hmm. fire. My favorite teenage word is yeet. Yeet. <laughs> it's not skeet. It's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, man. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and, and and what does yeet mean? Like, I don't know. It's a noise. It's a throwing noise. What? Yeah. When you throw something? Yeet. It's a noise. It's not like skeet. Trust me. Okay. Can you, um, what's in your ears? What are you listening to? I got two things in my ears right now. Two. The first, the first thing that, that of yeah. course, last week I was talking about lucky day. It's just a word. It expresses excitement, especially used in basketball when someone has a three-point shot. They're sure they're going to make the hoop. Really? Yeah. Yeet. <laughs> it's exclamation, verb, or even noun. So like swoosh. A yeet is the action of yeeting. Yeah. The reason I said it's like, because I saw somebody throw something and they captured it with yeet. That's how they threw it. And I thought it was really funny. But yeet is my favorite teenager word right now. Sorry. Sorry. Continuing. Two things in your ears, as always. First thing. First things in my ears right now. Um, as I told you, lucky day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another... Um, Neo Soul artist that just came out. I think her name is Adrienne La- LaRue. Mm-hmm. So she's fantastic. I just like her style and the instruments that she chooses to put into her into her product. So it's good. It's different. Sounds different. It's different. It's really different. Okay. And then Tasha Cops. Who's that? Is that your um, gospel? That's my gospel choice? one. Um, um, you Know My Name is the song that um, I'm really loving from Tasha Cubs right now. That's what's in my ears. Okay, cool. In my ears. Do you know what I'm going to say? No. DJ Jell has D- a new mix out. <laughs> DJ Jell. DJ Jell has a new mix out, everybody. DJ Jell has a new mix out. You can find them at Jell in the Mix, jellinthemix.com. His newest mix is called Catch Up. And Catch Up goes, is a catch up for all the islands. So he goes through Antigua, Antigua and Barbuda, that is. Mm-hmm. He goes through Grenada. He goes through St. Vincent. He goes through St. Lucia. Of course, playing more than just the 15 Soka songs. And it, I actually quite like it. It's, it's like more groovy. There's a lot of groovy, or like the slower pace Soka. That's like the la-di-da Soka. Yes. Yeah, and it's really good. It's a good mix. His mix has always come on time, and it's always the one I need. So I'm glad to hear it. 
DJ Joe. DJ Joe, as always. And like I tell everybody, DJ Joe may be super quiet on the ones and twos. He he doesn't talk a lot on the ones and twos, which makes him a really great DJ because he yeah. plays the music you want to hear yeah, with the Yeah, he doesn't stop. interrupt it with the bull. But in person, he's a really cool person. He's a really cool guy. Or maybe and. <laughs> and in person. And. <laughs> This is Yeah, so the ketchup is really good. It goes, um, all the island carnivals are finished, so it's pretty much all the island music together, and then we'll be rolling into Miami next. Yeah. Hey, Jill. I love Jillian. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, she's great. Fantastic. Okay, so. Okay, you have a word this week? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I do. Okay, what what you saying? If at first you don't succeed, Did brush yourself off, off and try again. again. Mm-hmm. Well, in the words of Jay-Z, if at first I don't succeed, I'm not on that Aaliyah-ish. If at first I don't succeed, then believe I quit. In <laughs> <laughs> the words of Jay-Z. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Jeezy. So I just feel like sometimes you need to try different things and make them move and go after your dreams and go after different things. Like I've been talking about podcasting for a long time. Mm-hmm. We are on episode 18. Just like that, 18 weeks. Right? You got to get the right people in your corner mm-hmm. that promote positivity, not, not just fluff. You got to get the right people to back you. Mm-hmm. And um, sounding boards, people that take you to the next level on sounding board. True. And people who can tropical brainstorm with you. Tropical brainstorm is important. Mm-hmm. And that's my word for the day. It's really brief. It's short and sweet and spicy. Yeah. Keep, keep on trying. And that's it. That's it, everybody. Thanks for joining us for yet another episode of the Black Multiverse Theory Podcast. What about Chop Talk? We haven't done Chop Talk in 16 weeks. Let's well, so <laughs> try to get Chop Talk off to and running. Going, but nobody's really messing with it like that. If I don't get questions, I'm not going to push it forward. I'm but just before we go, this week coming up, we, we have... Um, and Sean, my boy's birthday is coming up. That's my firstborn. Happy 11th birthday. Um, so I, I can't wait to see what happens with him. That's an exciting birthday, 11. Is it? Why? It's one of my favorite numbers. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So there's that. Then we have Bethel United... Church Western District the annual convocation. convocation that's happening. Coming up. What a great convocation it's going to be. Who goes to convocation? Everybody. Rollies wants to know about Rollies wants to know about my difficult clients. I di- I haven't had any difficult clients, but I want to tell you about this client I had today. Of course, I always have difficult clients, but we're all difficult. This is a this is a safe space for difficulty. So my client today, I'm difficult. I'm a difficult person. No, no. Sure, I know I'm difficult. No, you're great. 
Bro, I know I'm difficult. <laughs> Don't have the sarcasm ask me. <laughs> no need for your sarcasm ass. So this boy today, <laughs> he wants to be a professional soccer player, and he told me that his uncle's a professional soccer player. So I said, um, I said, oh, you want to be a professional soccer player like your uncle? He was like, no, I want to surpass my uncle. I said, what? He said, I said I want to be better than my uncle. I was like, I know what surpass means. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my shop talk. I I think that kid, the the. The boy he's, that was there, he was super smart. He's gonna be my best friend now, <laughs> forever. He's like, oh, wow, you're really good at this. I think you have a a following of children of, of that age range <laughs> of boys, particularly. <laughs> they seem to. I did not have an age range of thirteen. Yeah, I, th- I think there's thirteen year old boys that are oh. like, wow, you are the greatest person. You oh, talk you're to talking me about like JoJo. Oh. <laughs> This is two. <laughs> I'm telling you. Listen, my favorite auntie it was the first time an adult listened to me, like actually listened to what I was saying and like talked to me directly. And when she passed away, it was the saddest thing ever. Aww. That was the first time I ever saw my dad cry. And to this day, I interact with kids the way my auntie interacted with me. So I listen. I talk to them. I don't try to force myself on them. For some reason, adults feel like the kid, kid, children are like the gauge to their souls. So they want kids to like them, to know, to like know that they're a good person or whatever. But kids are people too. Like, bro, I have no idea who you are. I'm a baby. I fell asleep wherever I was. I woke up. Now there's all these people around me. Like, kids are kids. You know, they're people too. So I do try to listen to these people and. Yeah, talk to them about what they're interested in rather than always being like, how school? <laughs> this kid today was like, I hate it. I hate school. I hate everything about it. That's my go-to question. It's not, it's not even the learning. It's the people. It's my, it's my, <laughs> it's my favorite part. Of- how school? Mm-hmm. I ask that only to ask right after. Do you know why we ask you that? Because adults don't know what to talk to your kids about. It's not true. <laughs> It's my way of letting you know that I'm older than you. I've been through it already. So, okay. <laughs> so you're tiny and I'm big. How school? I don't have to do that no more. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to do school no more. So flex. tell me how it is back then. That's how you, you be were. flexing our kids. How flexing. How school? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how school? How how school, young buck? You learn it? You learn like how I had to go through those years of school? So, yeah. So, that's it for us. We got the word in. We got everything. We got the word. We got the scroll. We got the scream. We got what happens and what's coming up. So, that's it. That is now officially it. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. To the Black Multiverse Theory Theory Podcast. Podcast.